So memorizing timetables, yes or no? Yes. No. Okay, excellent. We're in the same phase here. <laughs> what happens right now with people working in data entry? They remain unemployed. Well, they have to reconvert themselves. They have to upskill or reskill. Guys, better find another job. I'll pick the next one, which will be coding. You know how to code, you will never be unemployed. Is that right? You answer or I go? <laughs> I'll, I'll start. I'll start. I'll start. Welcome to the 37th episode of the Skills Factory. Talks and ideas from Europe and beyond. Do you want future employers to look for you or for someone like you to do? We do a tier list of the skills for the future. Let me introduce you our guest for today's conversation, Francesca Rosso from the European Training Foundation. Hi, Francesca. Hello, Maria. And Roman Boitard from the European Training Foundation. Hi, Roman. Hi. So guys, let's start with basics. We literally know nothing about the way our labor market will look like in five to 10 years. Things are changing so fast. Any forecast at this point could be a huge risk. Maybe machines will take over 90% of our jobs. Maybe artificial intelligence will leave us all unemployed. So today we want to be practical. So what people really can do to remain employable in the future, and we will prepare a ranking, a tier list, uh, so here is a huge rating. We have five different levels and here are the skills that we will distribute among those five different levels. We have the highest level, so the most relevant, the critical skills is God level, the highest one. Then we have a solid choice, so those that are very important uh, and will remain relevant in the future. Then there is a middle level which is now, meaning it might be relevant in the past, but not so much now. Then there is a lower level, which is myth. So people thought that it is important, but actually it's not. And the lowest level is a mismatch, meaning that they were never important and they will never be important. So guys, I would suggest you to start picking one skill. Maybe Francesca, you start and we start the conversation. Um, if you ask me about one top skills that I can select among the many that are important and will be important in the future, then I will uh, definitely choose learning to learn. Okay. This is because um, we know that the change and the speed of change is uh, without any precedent. Uh, the speed of change is so high, it never was so fast. And we know that whatever we learn at school will, be, will become partially obsolete and we will all need to retrain or upskill and reskill. This means that over the course of our life, we will have all of us to, in a way, reconvert or learn new skills to become relevant, to remain relevant in the labor market. So how, for how many times we will have to change our career? Well, that's a tricky question, but uh, for sure uh, the old story of a person holding a job for life is over. So uh, reports say that people may change their jobs in their life a dozen of times, and I think that that's very credible. And we have all seen after COVID the phenomenon of the great resiliation. 40% of Americans say they want to change a job in the next six months. So that's quite, uh, quite an important uh, figure to, to report. It means that the market is much more flexible, much, much more agile, um, and, uh, it, and changing job is much more frequent than it used to be in the past. And still there is, I think, a concrete figure, a forecast of how many times a person would need to change occupation in a lifetime? There are different figures. It could go up to 20 times in, you know, in a lifetime, which means changing your job every two years. That's 
quite credible, I would say. But knowing that most of us will have to change the job like several times, if not every three to five years, learning to learn would go to which level for you? Well, definitely it goes to the God level and it's not only for the people who change their job. Even if you remain in your job, you will have to learn a new, new task. So what we have found, for instance, in the research we carried out uh, at the ETF is that there are new jobs that emerge in the market, but there are also many old jobs that are done in a different way. So maybe you remain in your job, but you will have to learn how to do your job in a different way. So even if you keep your job, you still have to learn how to do it differently. Okay. Roman, do you agree? God uh, level for learning to learn? Yeah, absolutely. I, I just want to add one thing. Mm -hmm. it, it, learning to learn, I, I, I think clearly, I mean, as, as Francesca explained, it, it's, uh, it's really key to any professional growth. But I wanted to add learning to unlearn, uh, because as we progress, um, we also find out that some of the things that we were taught in the past were completely wrong. And it's important that we are able to unlearn mm -hmm. also. So we understood that learning to learn will be crucial. We placed it on God level, so you can't do without it if you want to stay employable. Next one, uh, Roman, pick one. Um, can I pick, uh, which one is that? Analytical thinking. Yes. And um, I would suggest that one also goes to um, God level. Okay. And, and there's many reasons uh, for that choice. Clearly, the world is becoming more complex every day, and this um, also works for any occupation. Um, increasingly, uh, the problems that we try to fix um, are multidisciplinary, very complex, and we all often even talk about wicked problems, meaning that when you try to fix it, it creates a new problem somewhere else. And therefore, we need to be able to um, visualize uh, problems in, in a systems thinking um, uh, perspective where we see how each elements of a problem uh, interact with each other. Uh, we need to be able to frame problems um, so that we understand um, how solutions can be put together. And this all really goes to analytical thinking. Um, although not only, there's also the um, issue of um, misinformation uh, that is uh, increasingly a, a problem in our societies. I mean, I'm sure at one point we'll talk about AI, but uh, deep fakes um, or just fake uh, arguments or fake media posts uh, require that you have lots of analytical thinking skills. Uh, so that's why I would say this is really a key skill to uh, maintain in the future. Do you think it can be self-learned or you need someone to show you how to analytically approach to things? I think you could uh, probably learn a lot on your own, but at some point you would need uh, external um, supervision. Mm -hmm. Francesca, do you agree that it's a God-level skill? Yeah, definitely. And I think the way you acquire it, it's really multiple, uh, as many of the skills we will talk about. You learn it in school, you learn it on the job, you learn it, you learn it from your peers, and you learn uh, online. So now it's really a multiple ways in which you acquire the skills you need. Mm -hmm. If we need to pick which one is the most important one, learning to learn or analytical thinking, which one? Well, I think we cannot rank one more important than the okay, other. Yeah, Sorry. The same level. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Now, let me pick one and I'll pick memorizing. So keeping in memory a lot of dates, names, formulas, is it important to, to be employable, to have very good memorizing skills? Should I go first? Yeah. <laughs> it was for me, okay. 
Um, I would say that's probably not a god level um, one uh, memorizing as much as it does have some benefits um, as an initial um, learner, let's say in primary school, um, further on in your life, you probably don't need to memorize um, so many things because it's just readily available at one click, one click away. So that's probably not the most important skill in the future. So now category, not so important, but could be somehow yeah. or even myth. I would go for now. Nah. Okay. Mm. I would actually put it in myth. Because, in myth? Okay. Yes, because I think that it was not even that relevant in the past. Mm. Uh, I mean, past, I'm not talking about 100 years ago, maybe 100 years ago was important before computers. Uh, but, you know, after the advent of uh, computers and technological systems, and I don't think even 30 years ago, I don't think that it was that relevant or that important. It's much more on the analytical thinking, the connections you can do, the way in which you search the information. So I would probably go for the myth. I uh, would tend to agree actually. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> but here also the question is, we have a lot of this in school yet, a lot of memorizing. So maybe it's a myth, but still traditional education system relies on that. Is it because memory has to be trained like any other muscle? I would argue it's part of learning to learn. Um, if you've never learned to memorize uh, or never practiced your memory, then it will be very difficult to learn new subjects. So memorizing timetables, yes or no? Yes. No. Okay, <laughs> excellent. We're on the same page here. <laughs> now let's go to the next one. Um, I can go with uh, creativity. Creativity. Maybe. Now with the creativity, I have a question. What is it actually? Um, so creativity is really a skill that I think is valid and important across occupations and across uh, sector. The way in which you look at the world, basically, uh, you look, the way in which you look at your task, the way uh, in which you look at the you know structure of an organization, for instance. So it's really something that is uh, transversal, and I think it's very important, uh, especially now uh, after really all the. Um, um, new frontiers uh, of artificial intelligence. So there are many reports that say that artificial intelligence uh, will destroy some jobs, a lot of jobs, some say, um, but everything which is more creative, which has more human touch, um, which has this angle of uh, human perspective, uh, then will, be, um, will still remain very relevant in the future. Is it too strong to say that if you're creative, you will always be employed? I think you cannot be only creative, you need a skills mix. Mm -hmm. uh, so creativity alone is not enough, but it's, in my opinion, one of the key components. Which tier? Um, I would put creativity in, I mean, I would be between God level and solid choice. So I don't know what everyone thinks. Um, solid choice, I would solid say. Choice. It, it also helps you uh, think outside the box um, and to be innovative. Uh, and innovation clearly is a huge part of uh, how we grow professionally. Mm -hmm. Now, next one. Uh, Roman, which one would you go for? Uh, can I pick blind typing? Yes. The amount of, uh, of time you would require to learn to blind type uh, probably doesn't make up for the gain that you okay. would make. It is necessary for some occupations, not in, like in, in law, for example, but that's really a minute 
okay. uh, little proportion of the entire workforce. And for most jobs, you really don't need it. Francesca, do you agree? Blind typing yeah. is a to total waste of time. Uh, totally. Because even now, even for the summary or, you know, this type of reporting, it's all done through AI mm -hmm. uh, already now. So definitely uh, it's, uh, it's in the blue category. Okay. Next one. Well, maybe I will pick languages because it is a bit controversial. And my proposal is to put it in the nah, uh, yellow. Uh, uh, really? That part, long? Uh, thinking that it uh, was relevant in the past, not so much now. But I put it in the yellow category because many occupations which are linked to languages, like interpreters or translations of documents, which were extremely important before in the past, are now done and will be done even more in the future through um, artificial intelligence. You will not have an interpreter translating a document from one language to the other, but you just simply put it in an AI tool that will make the translation for you. Can we say to all those people that are uh, studying right now to become interpreters, guys, better find another job? Uh, well, I'm afraid that there is a good chance of uh, replacement, yes. Okay. Roman? Can I slightly disagree, or yeah. at least propose some nuance? Because yeah. I want to also mention the fact that when you learn languages, you learn about a different culture and it makes you more savvy, multicultural environment. It, it builds your empathy. It helps you understand the anthropological um, context um, of, a, of a team's work. And that's something that's really important. So even though the actual knowledge of the language itself may not be important, the process of having learned it helps you understand the world better. Okay, excellent. Now I'm picking the next one and I'm picking mental computation. Now. I believe this should go definitely together with blind typing. Maybe you can disagree with me. You um, would put it more towards yeah, myths. I think uh, mental computation does have uh, uh, many advantages. So yes, of course, we can get everything done through computers, AI and, um, and, and calculators, but people don't literally walk around with calculators all the time. Yeah. There, there are many situations in life where you need to quickly uh, calculate uh, something, whether it's in a personal situation, but certainly in a professional one too. So you would move it from total mismatch, yeah, not needed to myth? I think so. Okay, yes. Francesca, would you agree? Yeah, I could agree with okay, that. Okay, we move that. So mental computation is a myth category, somewhere close to memorizing. Francesca, next one. Um, well, then I could pick paper filing, okay. which I definitely uh, would put in the mismatch category. Um, Again, I have to refer to AI because uh, all uh, reports and forecasts say that every sort of uh, job or occupation which is linked to paper filing will be done through machine. So, so no paper archives whatsoever? Um, well, maybe for some occupations, uh, you know, I'm thinking about some job profiles like uh, public notary in some countries like Italy, they are obliged by the law to keep their registries and their papers in a paper copy. But if we want to generalize, then definitely we are going I mean, toward a digitalized world. Okay, Roman, next one for you. Um, can I pick empathy? Yes, please. Um, can I uh, put it up at God's level? Uh, let me explain why. So we are experiencing a poly crisis with some um, very dark outlooks, um, and one one of the uh, one of the needs of our current society um, is to uh, be more inclusive 
and address inequality. And, and it's not going to be possible unless we have empathy, uh, the ability to, posi- to, to put yourself in someone else's situation and see the world from their eyes. Do you think our education helps to develop empathy? Is it at all a priority for our education system right now? I would say yes, at least to a degree, yeah, mm-hmm. from what I see. Yeah, it, is, it is a skill that is, uh, that is infused um, in the different learning programs. And do you think that because of the overall switch to digital and uh, online interactions replacing human interactions, these become even more important? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if I can say yeah. one thing, is definitely something that a machine cannot do for you. So it's something that they cannot right replace now. you. Mm. Well, uh, normally empathy is uh, treated together with emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, and especially in organization, this is a skill which is extremely important. Emotional intelligence is a new notion. It comes from relatively recently, I mean, from the 90s before, uh, I mean, nobody spoke about mm-hmm. emotional intelligence. So it, it is extremely important, and it's uh, really a skill which is human-based. Allow me for a second to remind to all of the people who are watching us to subscribe to this show on YouTube and Spotify and don't forget to put a like. Okay, next one. Um, well, I will uh, actually choose tech savvy mm-hmm. and I would uh, definitely put it in the God level. Okay. And when I refer to tech savvy, I refer to digital skills uh, and technological skills in general. All workers need at least basic digital skills. Referring to what we discussed at the very beginning, talking about upskilling and reskilling, definitely part of that upskilling and reskilling effort is linked to the need to learn new digital skills. Now, I will pick one, which is data entry and I would put them together with blind typing and paper filing together in mismatch category. Would you agree? Well, I actually wanted to put it in the na yellow uh, category. In the past, I think it was a very relevant skills. Now, not so much anymore, because again, that's another um, function that can be easily replaced by um, machine, algorithm, or AI in general. What happens right now with people working in that entry? They remain unemployed. Well, they have to reconvert themselves. They have to upskill or reskill, what we said before. Their job before was probably not fully 100% data entry. They were probably doing data entry and something else. Uh, now they have to reconvert themselves and do something new in the companies or in other sectors. Roman, next one. Um, I should pick green uh, <laughs> because we've we've spoken about so many um, skills which actually are parts of green. Can you put it straight to God level, please? <laughs> With pleasure. Why? What, what? First of all, what are the green skills? It's a term which is uh, which has almost become cliche now because it means everything. Um, and to different people, whoever you ask will give you a different answer. Although, it's interestingly, we, it, it, if we look at all the different skills we've put up in the God level, all of them are part of um, uh, green skills or green competences, to use the EU uh, jargon for that. So all of those in God level skills, learning to learn, analytical thinking, empathy, and tech savviness, they are part of the green, but yes. green is something else apart from that. It is a green mindset. The green mindset would be like the moral foundation where you uh, perceive uh, uh, the 
um, humans as being part of nature, uh, which is, you know, we were talking earlier on about unlearning. We need to unlearn what they told us in school because they told us we're two different things. Uh, there's, there's human society on one side and then nature on the other side. Well, actually, it's not like that. It's together. And we need to change um, that vision um, through a, a, a moral foundation where we have a green mindset and the green mindset is exactly that. It's even called a biocentric vision of the world. There's degrees of greenness in any occupation. So you have some jobs which are clearly green, a renewable energy uh, installer, that's clearly green. But there's jobs which require that you understand climate change so that you can take better decisions, but they're not exactly green jobs. Like uh, an example would be a banker. You know, uh, nobody thinks of a banker as a green as a, as a green occupation yet. One example is that they need to stop uh, uh, subsidizing fossil fuel uh, extraction and in the industry. That requires a green mindset. Uh, Francesca, do you agree with green being in the god level? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I cannot disagree, so for <laughs> sure. Okay, pick the next one. Um, I would probably pick uh, resilience. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I would actually talk about resilience and flexibility. So taking the two together, and I would probably put it uh, on the God level. It's also an horizontal skills that I think uh, uh, all workers need to have mm -hmm. in the future. And I think it's particularly important uh, because of the different uh, crises we are living in, being geopolitical or you know uh, natural based or human you know generated. Uh, I think uh, are impacting workers across economic sectors. And if you don't have resilience, it's very difficult to navigate through these changes, which are really impacting on countries and jobs. So still, you know, a lot of resilience have to be learned. Absolutely. And a Absolutely. lot of resilience have to be applied at the job. I'll pick the next one, which will be coding. Now, coding, you can hear a lot in among, among young people these days that you know how to code, you will never be unemployed. Is that right? You answer or I go? <laughs> I'll start. I'll start. Yes, start. Um, I, th I think it's uh, it's no longer absolutely true. I think it would be quite useful to to have to have some basic understanding of how coding works. Um, but uh, the, the 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 claim that you will never uh, need to look for a job again, I would not be so quick uh, because, as we've all read, AI is soon going to be able to code just as well as humans, if not better. Um, so I wouldn't count too much on it. Francesca. I totally agree. Uh, it was very important in the past. Uh, and if you look even now, job adverts, for instance, on social media, LinkedIn and so on, you still find a lot of uh, job ads that ask for people who know how to you know, code. However, that's something that is definitely, um, that can definitely be replaced by artificial intelligence. I thought it's a solid choice still. But what, from what you both said, I believe it's not. It's like language and, and data entry. Well, if you ask me now, then we can go, I mean, in between solid choice and not. Mm -hmm. But if it is in really the future, five years, ten oh, years wow. time, I would put it in the okay. not category. We have here two quite a big topic to discuss, quite two big skills, cybersecurity and machine learning. So, Roman, do you want to go ahead maybe first with cybersecurity? Okay. Uh, so, uh, cybersecurity is, 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 a, is a rapidly growing um, area. Which tier? Um, God level. So, if you look at uh, how uh, military conflicts are being played out, 
part of it uh, happen, happens in the uh, digital space. Crime uh, happens in the digital space um, also. Um, deception, misinformation, um, through in what we've all read about the Oxford Analytica case. Um, and all these things uh, can be not prevented, but at least mitigated through good, strong skills in cybersecurity, and therefore it becomes a, a, an absolute need uh, for any professional uh, now and in the future, for sure. Well, I had the temptation to put it in the category solid choice, uh, just because it's a specific uh, uh, skills uh, that not everyone really has, but with the understanding instead that it's more an horizontal skills that you need to have also to keep your own information safe and your own social media and so on, then probably I agree with Roman that should go to the God level. So all of those in a way, in the God level, they really come well together uh, as, a, as a set. Now in the last but not least, is artificial intelligence and machine learning. Francesca, do you want to take this one? Well, again, uh, this is a difficult one because I'm, uh, I mean, I'm hesitating if I have to put it into the solid choice or the God level. If we consider that as workers across sectors, across occupations, we will basically all have to, you know, work with some machine learning or some AI tool, then I would put it in the, in the God level. So what do you say is that there will be no worker in five to 10 years who will not use AI? In some ways, it will actually touch upon all workers, regardless of their jobs and regardless of their skills level. Is it true that AI will mostly reduce uh, more intellectual jobs? I think that it will not affect them more, but it will affect uh, workers, as I said, across skills levels. So not only those with low level of skills and medium level of skills, which will be affected, but also those with higher level of skills, the white collars. Would you too recommend um, people watching us or listening to us to embrace AI as soon as possible, to learn about AI as much as they can? Oh yes, of course. You can't do without. I mean, I think really that's uh, something we see. Yeah, that's like going back to the early 2000s and saying, look, I'm going to continue my professional life without using a smartphone or a computer. That would have never worked. And, you know, the people who just made that decision, they're no longer um, in a professional environment. Well, the same is true for AI. What about all those fears of people about AI taking their jobs? I think this is uh, something we are reading every every day. Media have been bombarded in the last 18 months, especially after the advent of ChatGPT, about this fear of artificial intelligence replacing workers, which, by the way, is not new. And artificial intelligence itself is not new. It was already there 10, 10 or 15 years ago. What I think is important is to know that we will work with machine, human beings will work with machine, and that a regulation is needed. Because, of course, the ethical implication of the use of AI is one of the most uh, challenging and debated uh, issue uh, that everyone is uh, talking about. Uh, the European Commission is pioneer on that, on that side. A lot of work has been put um, by European institutions uh, in understanding what are the implications of, implications of uh, the use of, uh, of AI and I think it's really important to have that discussion upfront because it is true that you cannot find yourself in a world where AI somehow regulates relationships or jobs so you have to think now about the ethical implication and what we want AI to do or to be. Would you agree with 
with the statement that AI would not take our jobs, but a worker who uses AI will take our jobs. AI will also take some of the jobs, to be, to be fair, you know, to be really realistic. Uh, but definitely workers will have to use AI. Well, and here's our list. Uh, is there anything you want to change the list of the skills for the future, a tier list? Uh, maybe just that we were talking now about AI and machine learning. I was doubting between the God and the so Solid. So where do we leave it? Maybe more on the God side. On the God side. Roman? So, so now that I've, that I've heard Francesca's uh, point, I, I, maybe we could substitute and put, put down cybersecurity and bump up um, AI and machine learning. Yeah. AI is more important than cybersecurity, right? Yeah. After this conversation. Yeah. Okay. Dear followers, this is the tier list we prepared for you. Please write in comments if you agree with it or if you believe that there is some essential skills missing here. Also, let us know what you think about this podcast. Write and comment, subscribe to the channel. Thank you so much, Francesca, for helping us today to figure out what skills will be needed in the future. Thanks for having me. And thanks a lot to Roman Batar from the European Training Foundation. Thank you, Roman. Thank you for, for having me. If I can just drop one last, um, um, one last word for our audience, um, I would like to quote Michelangelo, um, who um, has said, uh, I'm still learning at the end of his life. Learning to learn is that in the skills. Thank you so much and thanks to all our followers and stay tuned because there is much more to come. Goodbye.